0: Big Shock, Big Shock. Oh. Hey, give it to me. Exciting and new. Do 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 Welcome aboard. We're expecting you. It's and love. love won't hurt anymore. That's what you think. It's a smiling face on a friendly shore. It's close. The love. What, what did I screw it's a Friendly up? smile. Friendly smile Yeah, on an open shore? Something like it? that. I don't know. I probably screwed <laughs> it up
1: too. Uh, I was
0: going to say, I <laughs> no, thought I
2: had a, it there for a second. It's an open sore on a friendly <laughs> smile. <I think>. Yes, <laughs> yes. A yes. friendly
0: smile with, with an, an open, open sore. <laughs> The love boat, herpes is spreading to everyone.
2: The love boat, confined quarters makes STDs explode. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Ebola
2: too soon. <laughs> Welcome, folks.
1: This geek shock number two fifty-seven. I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff for Floppy Matt, and we're here to talk week in geek, gentlemen. I've I've, I've been out of the state and back, so it feels like it's been longer than a week to me. I know. You had quite the weekend, too. My brother got married, so I flew back to Michigan, part of his uh, groom's team, if you will. Yeah? And so, yeah, it was one day of travel, the wedding, the next day all travel, but it feels like I went to Europe. Oh, wow. (laughs) It does take it out of you, those fast turnarounds yeah two days of nothing but travel sitting in airports is.
2: oh airports have just become the nightmare of all haven't they
1: oh it has oh, you man. have
2: you had at least some some uh, games with you did you bring your ds or something
1: i, I brought the pad with me okay so, so you some little entertainment and finally the airports are starting to get on this whole free wi-fi thing right, so to that, that that's nice raging Phoenix apparently isn't, but uh, Phoenix, you, Phoenix. isn't? Wow. Surprise. <laughs> well,
0: shoot, Wichita had free Wi-Fi yeah. when I was there sitting for five hours waiting for them to tell us whether our flight was canceled or not. Five
1: hours? At uh, least my sorry, sorry, four, bad four hours, four was hours. Oh, well, that's so much
0: better. Now, Rick, this weekend, uh, skills got uh, delayed, I think it was like 12 hours for the time he oh, was no. supposed to leave and, and be in Kansas City, and it was like. 12 hours from the time uh, uh, he left till he was actually there in Kansas City.
3: That's the worst. I had that happen to me. I I made the mistake of connecting in O'Hare. We'll never do that again.
1: (laughs) Especially right now. Uh, But that did leave time for reading, which is nice. I finished the Star Wars Rebels book. And? Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. that Inquisitor character come off? Not in the book. This happens way before that. Okay. This has characters meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. Prequel to the TV show, which I did watch as well. I did oh. too. Okay. So they had their first The movie, the movie quote yeah, unquote.
2: I saw that. I didn't buy it. The hour long movie.
1: That's what I don't get. It's
0: that the Disney Channel had the movie, but apparently it's been running on Disney XD already.
2: XD. Disney XD. Well, the D stands D's for D's. dick. <laughs>
0: extra dick. <laughs> get your
3: extra dick.
2: Come on in. It's the Disney XD hour. Oh, boy. Extra dick all day long. This again. XD. Disney.
3: Speaking of dicks, pass me those blue balls right there.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Sour, sour. Wow. Uh, uh, the TV show has potential. I like where they've set it up. Certainly better than Clone Wars, which uh, isn't
2: saying a whole lot. Yeah, that's a low bar. Uh,
1: visual, it was okay visually.
2: Clone Wars is nice, but there's nothing going on in that. Well, if show. you
0: liked the visual style, you'll like this because it 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 literally is like the evolution of that that It is, but in a style. better way. Yeah. yeah, it looks better. A little bit like, more realistic. I didn't
1: like the style of the other one either. No. Yeah, but this one's getting closer to a realism. Uh, which is still pretty far from, but better. Right? Um, they're not afraid to kill stormtroopers. Nice touch. I will say the book much grittier, I guess, for lack of a better word, than uh, the TV show is. TV show hopefully is for seven movies, years old on up. Hopefully, the movies will be yeah. as gritty. So it's it has a lot of potential to lead to some really good stories. So I'm anxious to see where it goes. Keeping my nuts crossed. Whereas after six <laughs> episodes of Clone Wars, I've i completely tuned out. Yeah, absolutely nixed out.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Clone Wars lost me early on too. It was just it just the the stories just weren't interesting. And well, it's and, based and I on know, characters
1: that none of us yeah. were interested in from the movies anyway. Sure,
0: and and Anakin just seemed way more whiny if it's even at all possible in the in the Clone Wars than he did in the. Uh, not the possible. actual movies. Not possible. I know it doesn't <laughs> seem like it could be possible, but it happened.
3: The And Cody
0: I, solves everything?
1: I think where yeah. this has potential where Clone Wars didn't. Clone Wars took place between episodes 2 and 3. Yeah. When we already saw episodes 2 and 3, there were no there was no mystery there. Right. We knew what happened to these characters. Rebels introduces a whole new slew of characters that n- they have not used before at all or ever alluded to. So it's open season for these characters oh, yeah. and it's set at a time of the formation of the Rebellion.
0: Yeah, there, there, there's no Rebel Alliance yet. So, so
1: that's what this is about, establishing a Rebel Alliance. Yep. And there's good potential there where it's not at the closed door the Clone Wars is. And some potential for interesting characters. Plus, I like that they use the original concept design for Chewbacca as one of these characters. Mm. So that... that uh Troll a looking, different character. Yeah, it's a whole different character, not Chewbacca. <laughs> right, but he's they use that Wookie, design. Yeah, it's not him. a Wookiee.
2: Mm, that's interesting. So, okay, I saw that. So, so pretty yeah.
1: fun things that they throw in there, like the that. McQuarrie stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: Cool. Uh, some Dickbot stole my hubcap. Oh, what? No. I was in the comic book store. I mean, I guess I could have lost it. It's my driver's side front hubcap. Uh huh. But I didn't. I didn't see it gone when I left work. I stopped to get comic books and video games at my comic book and video game area. I come back out to my car, and my front hubcap is gone, and there are some fingerprints the around the dusty again. areas. <laughs> so, and it seemed a little strange. But why they take one hubcap, and why the, uh, it's a Yaris? <laughs> but it's my Stormtrooper Yaris. That's they what just you made me one think about it, huh? They just needed one. Yeah, apparently.
1: That's terrible, dick bags. Yeah,
2: but anyway, whatever. They no may, big deal. They
0: maybe had, had tried to get all four, but somebody might have caught them or or walked by. Yeah, well, it was in, that's, interrupted. It was broad
2: it. fucking daylight, very busy parking lot.
0: Oh, some some people have no qualms about doing that in broad daylight. They are on the methamphetamines out here. It's true. <laughs> um, so
2: that kind of peeved me off, but whatever, it was fine. But then uh, I went to walmart last night as i'm prone to do here it comes
3: and all i gotta say to that
2: no no no. okay so i'm strolling along and i'm getting to the toy area and there on an end cap are just a ream of 31 inch stormtroopers oh wow giant fucking stormtroopers like the, the the ones you've been looking original for? ones old school stormtroopers yes
0: the ones you've been looking for yeah yes okay. the, even bigger than the ones I oh didn't really realize,
2: I didn't realize they were going to make them in that scale I thought they were going to be in the fourteen inch scale these are in the fucking thirty one inch scale oh okay so I'm like oh shit so I kind of had a moment I kind of was like oh I was overwhelmed so I went on by and I was like I've got to do my cursory look at other toys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I, want him to get jealous. Right. I went down the alley for like a minute. Look like okay, nothing new there, no, nothing <laughs> new there, nothing. Okay, and I went and I and I started to just Stoop super selective, right? Looking for the best ones. The best ones. The best ones, and it also, if you the best ones of the identical
0: thawing. mass-produced stormtroopers. But you had
2: to check what who had the, the nice face paint. Did anybody have scuffs? And it's so hard to maintain that <laughs> nice white armor and everything. The top head part is comprised of a very soft plastic that could easily be dented or scratched. You want to make sure there's nothing there. Anyway, I ended up grabbing three. And uh, I walked... <laughs> Walk them to the front, check itself self checkout. <laughs> and uh I scan them, boop, 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 and I'm getting out of there and the guy's like, Oh wow. he's like I'm like, Yeah, dedication or sickness, I don't know what it is. He's like, Yeah, it's a bit of both probably. And uh then I'm heading out the door and uh the guy you know, who checks the receipts, he didn't even look at my receipt. He just laughed. He said, have a nice night. I went, oh, I will. <laughs> oh, these three giant stormtroopers under my arms. Uh, and then they got into my stormtrooper car, and we all drove away happily ever after. So now I have three giant-ass stormtroopers to go along with my giant-ass Darth Vader.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, there's your show title. Paul plays with his giant stormtrooper.
2: Yeah. Where are you displaying them? I don't know yet. Okay, oh, They're still in their boxes just sitting <laughs> there in the room. They're going to be sitting there for a while till I figure it out. Yeah, are they, that, that are
0: they sitting there next to the Darth Vader in his box still? He's not in his box. Oh, you did take him out? And most
2: <laughs> everybody's out, and these guys will probably be out eventually. Uh, they'll be out, but I don't know where to put them yet. There's not, not a whole lot of great space left. I'm pretty much super occupado in that room.
0: It's, uh, you got to talk your wife into letting you have another room. No, 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 no. I would never. I, I need never. two rooms. No, one's enough. Until you we have get the whole house. house. You have the whole house. I just need
2: two rooms. Once we get a house, I'll have a nice space, a little bit bigger hopefully, and be able
1: to really trick it out. That's my hope. Maybe convert a garage. We'll see how it goes. There it comes a point in the nerd's life where space becomes the factor, but that also becomes a beneficial limiter. To where right. as you have to weigh what you buy because you might not have the room to display it. Well, yeah, this is one is of those that.
2: moments where there's no rationality left. You see giant stormtroopers. You're a man who spent his life oh. collecting stormtrooper shit. There are things that supersede anything. Right. And that was it. I was just like, oh, I'm buying a bunch. And it's like, that's it. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm buying a bunch of them. Because Need a battalion. They get, before they get scuffed. Before they get fucked up. Um, they were fresh. And um, yeah. And I know I'll have these things. Forever, I have toy. I sleep on pillowcases that are thirty years plus old, or they're exactly thirty years old now. I sleep on thirty year old He-Man pillowcases. I keep my shit, so yeah, yeah. I'll have these guys forever,
1: <laughs> and and pass them on <laughs> one day to race
2: these, car, to the puppies. Uh, I'll pass <laughs> them on to yeah, pass them on to my dog so they can chew them up and fuck them up.
0: Speaking of He-Man, did anybody see that there's that documentary making the uh, the. Uh, the film festival circuit, uh, it's, uh, it's called Electric Boogaloo, The Story of Canon Films.
1: I heard great things about that I, I just
0: watched the trailer. I want to find the actual thing like online somewhere to screen. But uh, for those who don't know, Canon Films was founded by uh, two cousins, uh, last names Golan and Globus, and they made a whole bunch of films in the 80s that you probably have seen and either loved or loathed. A few of them, uh, I believe,
1: made it to Mystery Science Theater, yeah. if I remember right.
0: Yeah. Uh, many of them featuring either Chuck Norris or uh, <laughs> That's
1: right, or
0: uh, Charles uh, uh, Bronson. Bronson. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, it, it looks fantastic. And they were one of the company that did the Masters of the Universe film that, that Paul hates.
2: Uh, they hate it too. They lost their ass. Yeah. That, that, was their, oh, yeah.
0: that helped destroy the company. That, that was day. a well, huge yeah.
2: gamble for them. And they lost their ass on it. They spent a lot a of money of getting that
3: license. and it was uh, a piece of shit. The only thing I remember from that film was fried chicken. Or some sort of chicken from the Masters <laughs> of the Universe film. <laughs> there was like a KFC in it or something. And oh, I mean like the all the,
0: the licensing tie-ins they had in that thing? Yeah.
3: I don't know. That's all I can, I'm getting from there.
2: Tom Paris, uh, Courtney Cox, Gwildor, yeah. the Cosmic Key, <laughs> Blade, Sarad, <laughs>
1: Evil-Inn. It was a Skeletor. time when the limits were not your imagination, man.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible. It, it looks like a fantastic documentary. I mean, it's it's you know the the tagline is like for better or for worse, two uh, cousins who changed the way that uh, films are made and marketed.
1: What's the name of that uh, documentary again?
0: It's called Electric Boogaloo: The Story of Canon Films.
2: So they did the those electric boogaloo movies?
0: I believe so. I, must I, I'm pretty I sure mean, they have. The list of movies that they those made are fun movies. in the, the amount of move. time break that it. they made them is is, is insane. Yeah. It was just two guys with money that were passionate about cinema and wanted to make films. And it was like, let's you know stop just talking about making films and just make films. Mm-hmm. Whether they were good or not, you know, was for the, you know, the world to judge. But, you know, they (laughs) honestly, well, I mean, it's not that they didn't care. It was just that they wanted to do these things and they had the the funding to do it. So they did. The truth
2: is, the older I get, the more I see anything, you know, there, I mean, there are exceptions, of course, but just doing something takes so much effort and chutzpah just to even just try and money forget about it so yeah. just doing it the fact that a film gets made is an incredible feat into and of itself if it's any good that's a secondary consequence a lot of times well, especially
0: but if you're an independent producer like these guys were. any project be it a
2: book video game movie tv show anything if it's good that's hooray if it gets made that's the biggest <laughs> hurdle but yeah just more and more it's like we'll just do it and now these guys have a legacy a couple of great films under their belts
0: yeah. So, you know.
2: That's yeah, it's it. like
0: to be fair, they did make good films yeah, too. Sure. I mean, yes, there were a lot of people that, you know, said, "Oh, most of what they put out is dreck." And it, they have a lot of people that they pissed off over the years, but <sighs> I mean, look through the list. I bet you find at least four or five that you saw when you were a kid and go, "Wow, I actually loved that film when I was growing up." Well,
1: you certainly have them to either thank or curse for the schmaltz yeah. that is what, Invasion USA. Yeah. And uh, all the Chuck Norris movies, basically.
0: Uh, the Delta Force. You had... Delta uh, Force. Uh, oh, shoot. I just lost my train of thought. All oh, the, the Chuck movie.
1: Norris movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until, well... Charles Bronson. Yeah. The, the later horrible years. Finally got my copy of Shadow of Mordor. How he you played like that? the hell out of it yeah. this week. He has been. It's... That Impressive. is the first great game of this generation. and but I it's say, also
2: on previous generations.
1: And that's just it. And I say <laughs> this generation because do not buy it for the previous generations. Uh-oh.
2: It doesn't have the same effect? No. no. It the, does not. Uh,
1: The big issue is with... The big part of this game is what you've probably heard about called the nemesis system. Right. That's where the orcs have hierarchies in the game and personalities... And they become more powerful as the infighting, which you influence, Uh uh, up to their war chiefs and so on. The old systems can't handle the processing needed for that AI, so it's not in it. Hmm. And without it, the game suffers greatly. Wow, I find myself playing more with that system than any other part of the game. Sure. That's what I've heard is really fun about it. And it is. It is so much fun, so intriguing. And the personalities that you get to know these orcs before you kill them or they kill you is is so much fun. Are you they, playing it on Xbox One? I'm playing it on PS4.
3: Okay. They each have their own theme music, right? Like the the orc warchiefs things like that. Yes. Yes, That's they, they do. Cool. They have like the that.
1: theme music, and the, and the, use of the music involves a chanting of their name. So they put a lot of thought into it, the stuff that they say, I haven't had a repeat yet.
2: Who's uh, behind this one?
1: Uh, Monolith is behind it. <laughs> yeah. Warner Brothers uh, distributing. Lots. Oh, it's just, if you like an watched, old world ga- uh, open world game.
2: I watched a bit on Twitch.
1: It looked really great. fun. Yeah, that's where I've been seeing it. I like the beast riding. So this is... That the, looks fun. Yes, it's coming out for the older consoles, but in such a hamstringed way that... No, well, I'm not going to get it now. Yeah. So, there it is—the first next-gen game.
3: Oh man! Well, poop.
1: And a good one at that. I'm gonna have to buy a new system.
3: You got a PC? Or what? A stupid question. No, you don't. (laughs) I do.
2: I have a nice little laptop, but I don't want to. I don't game on my laptop.
3: PC master is. Did you uh, see we had a letter
0: from a viewer? I meant to mention that earlier. Uh, Actually, we got
1: one uh, from last uh, week that I. missed and didn't bring up so i want to bring it up because it is a couple more names suggestions i know you got uh, flip floppy hey, matt great. in there
3: i can't wait let's hear it
1: but uh uh michael johnson wanted to throw in a few okay all right so let's hear what you uh, got Michael uh, we Johnson. we have Cancun mcduck <laughs> okay that's yeah that working yeah, for you yeah. uh nick knack Sack.
3: that one's good i like that one
1: all right uh how about these canucks <laughs> these, <laughs> can no, funny. I
3: can,
0: <laughs> these motherfucking
1: connects. These uh, canucks. He also gave us a question. Uh, have you guys ever discussed whether traditional arcades will ever thrive again? If so, in what form? That's the question he poses <laughs> to um, the table. We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. But
2: uh, I think his question answers the question in a way. Yeah. Will traditional arcades ever thrive again? And if so, in what form? No, it will be a different form.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the only form that I can potentially see it thriving in is what a lot of places are doing now—the nostalgia joints, where you know you have either collectors that are merely sharing their collection with like collectors and or fans of the old standy and sit down. Video game console, uh, not consoles, but uh, machines. And, uh, niche market. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very niche. Um, they won't. There's just no way that they'll be quite as popular as they were back then. I mean, the the most Im- important reason for that is the home console market. Emulators, right? Well, yeah, emulators too, but um, in in spe- in specifically the the home console market where you're talking about what is it one in like every 3 households now has a at least one gaming console it's something like that it's like it's like an incredible amount of uh, consoles out there that are for the average you know kid to use and most kids aren't familiar with the arcades it's really for our age generation you know the 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 sure. thirty the plus. arcades
1: thrived at a time where you could not get that experience yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. In fact, the second resurgence of the arcade, which is the early nineties, right, mm-hmm. was the exact same reason. Yep. Yeah. It's the Street Fighter days, you know, the, the fighting game and the mm-hmm. the brawler and you know, like X Men and the larger cabinets. Yeah, the cabinets. Creating had the an process. experience you cannot get at home. Yeah.
0: They had the processing power that the home consoles simply did not have.
1: The
2: interesting thing about that is that fighting games have been what's held on since that second little resurgence bubble, and part of that is the connectivity. We don't have the processing power yet, not easily at our disposal. dispose yes, disposal for uh, for good uh, seamless internet connections to, for fighting games. so that's why all the tournaments are still held in person everybody's there in the same room. You sit down on one console, Mano and mono, both joysticks plugged into the same console. There's no separation. And that's why the fighting game community is still a community because these people are forced to do LAN setups still. They're forced to be in the same room with each other because while that while it is slowly changing, it's getting to the point where lag times are almost nil. But, but it's still not there yet. And especially with that kind of a game, super competitive, everything has to be super sharp. So the fact that there's that one technological hurdle left is what's keeping people gathering for that kind of game specifically. Same kind of thing with StarCraft. They have those big sure. matches. Everybody's in the same area. You know, it's a local area network. It's not... Uh, yeah, across the internet, they don't do uh, Dota
1: as well. Yeah, they I don't, don't do those
2: competitions. Yeah. yeah, that's across not, the world.
1: Yeah, that is a place where people pay to watch them do it. <laughs> not only that, but I mean, yeah, it's you got to be in that
2: same spot <laughs> yeah. because if there were to be
1: lag, exactly, people would freak. That's yeah, you're right. That's exactly it.
0: Speaking of lag, uh, I read an interesting article last week um, about uh, a experiment that. Uh, I think it's Microsoft. It might be another game studio under Microsoft's umbrella, but they're experimenting with the online gaming, and specifically geared towards fighting games like Paul was just referencing, um, in an in effort to speed up that, that lag where sometimes you're, you know, you're fighting against somebody over the network, and it you know, doesn't quite render fast enough. And so when you're trying to do a counter move, you're doing it too late. Uh, one of the uh, things that they were experimenting with was basically preloading based on how the game watches your gameplay. You know, what kinds of things do you do in certain matches? So it preloads into the system memory the potential four or five things that you could do at any given moment so that when you Sounds actually do, really it, odd to make. I know it does sound odd, but it, it makes perfect sense. It, it, you know, when, so that when you do actually execute it, it's already stored in your local console's memory, and simply executes it because the, uh, uh, the sig- it, the signal is received from, you know, the sender and receiver console. So it's, it's still. Yeah, I can't hear you.
2: It's it's still not.
0: No, yeah. it's not perfect, it's but it's, not it's even, being experimented with right now. Yeah,
2: I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, keep that <laughs> Again, together. just to keep that community. If you've ever gone to... We, we're lucky the the big Evo finals come right here to Vegas. Oh, sure. If you've ever gone. It's, uh, it's really kind of fun.
0: Well, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I, I mean, I, I there's hope not. so many tournaments. I mean, not just with the fighting. But. So I think that's what
2: the next evolution is, really. Uh, as far as uh, there's a great scene. There's wherever there's a great gaming scene, that's where you're gonna find your arcade. You got Super Arcade out there in California who does their Wednesday night fights and Friday night throwback and the run back and all that shit. Uh those guys are keeping it alive and they've got an arcade full of old school cabinets. Also they've got uh consoles. You can rent time on consoles, just <laughs> straight up play consoles and that kind of thing. So you know, he uh Alex Vie is uh, the guy who runs one of the guys who runs the spot there. And so yeah, check out Super Arcade if you want to see where I think arcades are going if they're going to be held together at all. That's kind of what it takes. It takes a thriving weekly gathering community that gets a bunch of people together to play games out of passion and then the other kinds of games can, you know, be explored on the side.
0: And okay. and not to oversimplify it, there's a lot more entertainment options now. Than when the arcades were, sure, you know, raking in the money. Yeah, everybody's
1: fighting in games. That's the number one money spot right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, the the one and only mall that, that we had nearby had two big arcades. So, you know, when my mother went to the mall for shopping or whatever, I was either at one arcade or the other arcade. So, you know,
1: we lost Jeff.
0: No, they knew where I was at. It was either follow them around while they wandered through shopping. What hey, were the arcades? Or, or what were the arcades called? The arcade. uh, we had uh, Aladdin's Castle. Yep. And Which, you know, I guess later on was bought out by Namco, right? I And think then we so. had Bally's Midway. Hmm. Well, it's, I think it just started out as Midway and then it was Bally's Midway. And, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, shoot, what was the one that we were just talking about when we were watching that documentary last week?
1: Well, Tilt is another one that Tilt
0: is not one that we chain. had in Wichita, but... Uh, oh, I can't think we of another Latin's chain. Castle
2: in Lexington.
1: I think I that was my, the ultimate mall chain. That's
2: where I had my 13th birthday.
1: Although there was also a Sultan's Castle. Yep. So that was was, was that a knockoff competi- or the same a, thing? I think it was competition. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, Michael, for asking the question. So, yeah, the arcade... Is either nostalgia? Is it going to change to something else? It's going to change to something weird, but community-based. If you come out to Vegas, go go to
2: Insert Coins. Check that out. That's another evolution of arcades, or the Pinball Hall of Fame. Right?
1: Yeah, that's a perfect example of the nostalgiacade. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Hall of Fame doesn't have quite as many video game consoles, but they do. What the ones that they do have are pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Some that I've never seen yeah. prior to. Classics. Yeah, and
0: and it's amazing that they've been able to preserve them and make them playable.
1: Yeah, that was
3: the A- first time I played Mortal Kombat on an arcade. What? First time I ever played Mortal Kombat on an arcade. I remember that. It's good. Where? A ski resort, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean... Uh, I thought you were saying... Yeah, we we thought you were talking about... the the, first time I I ever played Mortal Kombat on the arcade was the Pinball
2: Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago. No, not there. What? (laughs) Back in the day, like
3: early 90s when it came out, I just remember that. I can't wait for Mortal Kombat X. It's going to be fun. What, March? Is that when it comes out? I think so. You know, have you ever noticed if you go back, play that
0: original Mortal Kombat uh, standee how slow it is. Yeah. It is slow. Uh, but it's still good. No, I I, I I'm, that's not what is, I'm saying. I'm it just, is slow. It's it's amazing that you know, progression that we've had mm-hmm. in just that, you know,
3: less yeah, than 20 reflexes years. Reflexes
2: have gotten crazy twitchy.
3: This one, are they like basing off their fatalities like the last one, like super fatalities or?
2: They've got still the bone breaking stuff. Oh, which and, I didn't. And and fatali- the 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 fatalities are nuts. Of the few that I've seen so far in the teasers. Oh man. They're out there, Nothing dude.
3: beats Kung Lao's table saw. Come on.
2: Let me, that's rough, Jeez. but let me tell you. So they got uh, Cassie Cage, who is uh, Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage's daughter. Love it. So she straight up shoots a motherfucker in the head. Like and, with, a, with a gun? Yeah, shoots? just shoots. Right. This is her fatality. Just shoots him in the head, and then takes her bubble gum out and sticks it on the bullet wound, and it fills a bubble of blood, and then just pops, and they <laughs> fall over dead. It's yep, I awesomely wait. gross. <laughs> can't it's wait. It's really, yeah. I mean, they have not lost their touch. It's the absolute ridiculousness that yeah, makes so it Yeah, it's so funny, wonderful. man. It's so funny. Talk hard cartoons. Oh, no. Uh-oh. My
1: phone is actually on. Hello. Well, guess what, gentlemen? We got a lot of news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my word. It's a lot of it. Hold on to yourselves. When Universal announced that it was going to relaunch its roster of classic movie monsters as part of a Marvel-like shared universe, the film chosen to kick off this latest attempt to emulate the success of the comic book movie Juggernaut was pegged as The Mummy, slated to arrive April 22, 2016. According to Badass Digest, who really has a lot of, of the news this week, the studio did some reshoots on Dracula Untold, which opens next week so that it can fit into the larger universe as sort of a prologue. Although there have been some press screenings of the film, no one has yet divulged what's in the new footage or how it possibly sets up things for the future. Dracula Untold was given the green light to go into production before the Monsterverse concept came along. So, this upcoming Dracula movie, which so far has not done anything for my interest.
0: Oh, man, it, it, it. Every trailer I've seen for it have just turned me off of that movie. Yeah. I just, I have zero interest in uh, There was in one part it. that
3: kind of, I liked when he made the fist out of the bats, kind of, when he <laughs> fist
0: punched. Fist out of the bats.
3: Grab oh control of all the bats boy. and then smashed uh, that army. That was pretty neat looking, but other than that, yeah. The bat fist. Yeah, bat fist. <laughs> bat fist. The bat fist.
1: I, I just look at everything in that trailer, including bat fist. <laughs> And I just like, man, it's like underworld slash Van Helsing baby. It, it does. I, I, it
0: doesn't it doesn't feel like that. Even visually, it looks like a marriage of those two films. It's just odd. I don't I don't know. It it makes me not want to see it.
1: So if you want the first prelog chapter to the Universal Monsterverse, Dracula Untold is your child of, of doom.
2: <laughs> I just saw somebody Talking about that online, it was like was very upset knowing that that's the start of that new uh, the be- Avenger style. Yeah, ultimately he's like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, Whew. yep. What a bunch of poop!
1: But that's not all news you don't give a shit about. No. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is set to star in a reboot of Baywatch for Paramount. What? Paramount has been trying to mount a Baywatch movie. Bearwatch. Bearwatch? Baywatch movie for years and has begun to ramp up its efforts. At one point, the action was set to revolve around a series of shark attacks that led the Baywatch team to investigate a drug smuggling operation. The studio also has hired Justin Malin to rewrite and has brought aboard the comedy writing team of Sean Anders and John Morris to direct. They're the ones that did We're the Millers. So, Baywatch, the movie, on its way, starring The Rock. Yeah? Baywatch fans? Yeah, nope. no. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree nope.
3: with you on that one.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't think I ever watched a whole episode of that. I don't even think I watched maybe ten minutes. You're right, I don't think I have either.
0: No. Okay. I,
2: think, I, I, I think remember I... slow motion running Yeah, in, that's all. I remember the gag, and I remember seeing boobies, and that's about it.
0: I think I watched a an episode of Baywatch Nights when it was <laughs> announced because I was just like, "This looks so horrible. I have to see so how wait, bad this was." What's and the, it's, Baywatch? Yeah, it was, I
1: remember in Baywatch. Baywatch Nights. What's that concept? Okay, they were so private investigators, so, right?
0: During yes, exactly. During the day, <laughs> Hasselhoff's character is the lifeguard during the day, but then Baywatch Nights, he's a PI and he's investigating wow. things. Quote, at night what would have been interesting it was is if they showed horrible. how
2: he had to stay out really late on stings and you know tailing a guy <laughs> till like four in the morning and then he's up on the guard chair just out people, <laughs> people are just drowning all over the place it's like oh shit Oh, I was out tailing,
3: this,
1: tailing this divorcee f- till five a.m. What you're describing is a much more interesting show. You
2: know what I mean? Like, I want to see this motherfucker burning it at both ends, being a damn lifeguard all day and a private investigator at night. He'd be dead in a week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty horrible. I gotta say.
1: Speaking of pretty horrible news, you don't give a shit about. Say anything. Is- okay. Rat, be- rat farts
2: <laughs> is being revi- a monkey's a- bottom is being revisited as toilet fires a TV series. No, it's not. It got stopped.
1: Well, it's trying to be stopped. had not officially stopped yet. I
2: don't know. Cameron the- Crowe's pretty powerful man.
1: The single-camera comedy has received a script commitment plus penalty from NBC. So if oh. it is stopped, NBC will have to pay a significant amount.
4: They're gonna get it.
1: Uh, Justin Adler, uh, behind Better Off Ted, is writing the project, which is set a decade after the events of the movie. The 89, 1989 comedy-drama Say Anything chronicled the romance between average student Lloyd Dobler, played by John Cusack, and valedictorian Diane Court, played by, played by Ione Skye, during the summer after their high school graduation. Set in present day, the Say Anything series picks up ten years later. Lloyd has long since been dumped no. by Diane. No,
2: no, 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 no.
1: And life hasn't exactly turned out like he thought.
2: No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 But when Diane surprisingly returns home, Lloyd is inspired to, quote, dare to be great oh, once again. Ass fart. Get Diane back and reboot his life. Oh.
2: Uh. The only reason they're doing this right now is because of the resurgence in mixed martial arts. <laughs> Lloyd Dobler, Lloyd Dobler <laughs> was ahead of the fucking curve. Was, he, he was. He was a regular Neanderthal Dana White. <laughs> he was the pre-Dana White. That motherfucker knew what he was about. He was 30 years ahead of the curve.
1: He was. Wait, like, in fact, like, far too ahead. Like
2: 25 years ahead of the curve. Yeah. yeah. Mixed martial arts. Mixed martial That's arts. He was he ready was. for it. Yeah. Taekwondo and mixed martial arts. Kickboxing, yeah. um, support of the future, and he was fucking right. <laughs> yes, he is he right, fucking dead right. <laughs> Cameron Crowe's a fucking genius, and if he says don't make this movie, you don't make or this TV show, you don't do it. Yeah. don't do it, dummies. He had
1: a strong reaction to the announcement. I would Cameron would He took to Twitter to share his intent to kill the project. Uh, John Cusack had this to say, quote, no end to the exploitation of other people's sincere efforts in shameless slime.
2: That's the fact right there. Not that I'm the biggest John Cusack fan, but uh, he's dead right. What You don't change that ending with a show. Of, no, because yeah, that's
1: the so, the most open ended love story I can think of.
2: Right. You don't. You don't add another chapter to Moby Dick. <laughs> you don't do it. You just uh, don't. Not do only it. will
1: they probably do it, they'll probably make it in an Avengers style multi epic f- featuring various seamen.
2: It'll be all mixed martial <laughs> artists. C-men.
1: I said C-men. men.
2: It'll be all mixed martial artists coming to fight the Moby Dick. <laughs> it's a sport of the future. It's a sport of the future. Look, rising up through the water. There she blows
3: <laughs> into a rear. Kick her,
2: kick her in the face. Get a chokehold.
3: Enter <laughs> <laughs> choke the Choco. Where did, did you he say, come I from? Did you say
2: enter the rear? <laughs> 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 enter the rear. The whales hate that. Starring Bruce Lee. Get right they in have their to rear. Die. <laughs> the whale does not like when you enter his rear, <laughs> but if you do it, they will resist. But you will win because your perseverance shines through. That's pretty good. I love Bruce Lee. He's the greatest. He's the fucking greatest. Well, he was. uh, Until he (laughs) executed himself to death, basically. Who knows? Could have been that demon curse, too. I think it was the demon curse. Yeah. Sure. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. Oh, they just keep... All day, I've been shaking my head. What? The 1993 puzzle adventure PC game Mist is being developed into a TV series at Legendary TV. The game was one of the best-selling titles in history, followed The Stranger, who used a book to travel and explore the mysterious island of Mist. The game's developer, Cyan, notes the Legendary TV deal represents a chance to finally, quote, express in a visual linear medium the rich story that the Mist franchise is dripping with, unquote. The game itself used crisp graphics and a point-and-click interface to explore the island and seek out clues and do a lot of tumbler puzzles. So, that's the new mystery TV show in
0: development. I had missed, and I could never get it to work right on my PC. You mean you just couldn't get it to start? No, it would load. It would load just fine, but, like, trying to click on the various areas, because, just like you said, it's a point-and-click interface to get to, like, the next puzzle I mean, at, sh- at one point I got trapped in a room and like, so I would, I would <laughs> read, trapped. read, you know, some of the like the little hint books and stuff about how to do that. And I just, nothing worked. Nothing worked. You would click on something, it would take you to the, the puzzle and you solve the puzzle the way it's supposed to be. But then you just, I just couldn't leave this stupid room. So I ended up giving up on it and I
1: never went back and played it. I found Myst to be profoundly boring Yeah, when I played yeah, it. Yeah, so did I. That's there was a story in there somewhere, but getting from one place to another was such a slow slog that I lost interest on the journey.
0: So you're saying I didn't miss anything by just
1: you missed throwing nothing.
2: It, away. it was novel. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> it was novel at the time. Sure. It it was it was beautiful, the, beautiful. It was at one the of time. the first games to take yeah. full advantage of CD-ROM technology, and yes, the graphics were. Really excellent, and that was the thing. It was its novelty, was what really pushed it.
1: And it was many that, imitators, it wasn't
2: that great, yes. Yeah, it was a good game, but it wasn't, yeah, it was groundbreaking on a lot of different levels, not necessarily in gameplay. And there's Certainly. plenty of other scum engine games
1: that excelled where this one, sure. And games like Gone Home, uh, owe a lot to Myst, yeah. and frankly, do it better,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like I say it was groundbreaking, yeah. So it had its time, but whatever. But whatever. It, do but, your thing. But it's Do your time. dumb thing. <laughs> do your stupid thing, dummies. Keep Waste going. Waste your money, fail. Waste your dumb money and do dumb shit. It might be a Ass pretty show. Hats. Fuck 'em. Fuck
1: them. News you don't give a shit about. Oh, it keeps coming. Sony is in the midst of making a seven-figure deal to buy a pitch centering on Robin Hood. Uh, Corey Goodman and Jeremy They're doing Jeremy an interesting thing with this, too. Everybody's
2: doing. Everybody is so pitch, stupid.
1: It's entitled the titled Hood. Uh, one ah. reason for the high price <laughs> is the pitch involves the magic words universe and Avengers. The plan is to make oh a series of God. movies focusing on the outlaw archer and his band of merry men, Little John, Friar Tuck, Will Scarlet, i.e., the superhero team of England's Middle Ages. The tone of the story has been described as Mission Impossible and the recent Fast and Furious movies. Uh, Goodman wrote the vampire movie Priest. He's back. And uh, Blacklist Script, The Last Witch Hunter, which is in production with Vin Diesel starring. He is also rebooting the Underworld franchise. So that's the guy behind this. It disturbs Marvel creature.
0: me how many people are trying to emulate the Avengers without understanding why that movie was as successful as it was. They just think you throw a bunch of people into a film with a somewhat interesting premise. And that you can you can make that same kind of money that Avengers did. And they don't realize it's because they develop these characters individually to a point that they're actually interesting. And then put them in a film with a challenge that they all had to come together and overcome. But it had to give every character something meaningful to do so that it's not just two main characters and the rest are just kind of drifting in the mm-hmm. background middling around doing nothing. Plus,
2: you have an audience of true fans
0: yes. mixed with the
2: plebes. Yes. And those true fans are watching this with eyes that have been educated with 60-plus years of history yeah. for each one of these characters. Exactly. So this yes. is a myth-rich thing. Right. The audience themselves brought so much to the Avengers. Like Even if you didn't know what was going on, if the audience around you, which mo- many of those Marvel fanboys did, they're bringing their laughter and their knowledge and their understanding to what was happening. You couldn't help but enjoy it more because they nailed it so well. Yeah, this is just whatever. Keep cashing in, dumb dicks, <laughs> dumb it's dicks. Just, Watch this. This
0: thing is gonna burn.
2: Robin Hood and the clit. Whatever. <laughs> Bunch
0: of dumb shit. I just, yeah. I just so, know that's how people Hood. are doing their pitches right now. What's up? Sure. What's up? The studios are ears are perking up when they hear that. Like the Avengers, because they're like, "Oh wait, that money, that movie made a shitload of money. We Let's can, go with this green light." Hey, if pie, I
2: was pitching something. Million.
1: You bet I'd use that.
2: Right? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I th- this is the only thing. It's the only thing those dummies know. Is like, what? What is it gonna make me a bajillion dollars? No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Because they don't. Get- I don't want to make it unless it's gonna make me a bajillion dollars. What you got here is a romantic comedy. By the way, I'd like to to just plug once more. They came together. Ah, yes. Get. This movie, buy it, see it. Funniest film I've seen in five years. I have not laughed that hard in five years.
1: So how many pitches do we have going forward that we know of? we got the Monsterverse. We have Robin Hood uh, in these Avenger style epics. We have King Arthur as another one that is right. in the works. Uh, also Justice League, but I give them a pass because that's kind of what they are anyway. Right? They wish. They want to be. They're going in the at.
2: toilet bowl, dude. That's That whole thing is done. I don't think so. Marvel, DC's done, dude. I really don't think so. DC's done. I
1: did not. I know, I I know you wanted to, it to see, be.
2: I still have yet to see that new Superman movie, and I just keep hearing so many terrible things. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so glad I didn't watch it. It made
1: a lot of money. Ugh. A lot of people went and to I see it. I love Michael Shannon, too. And and I'm still an apologist for it. I think it's a fun movie. I think fun? it's. Fun? I think it's fun. Yeah, and I, think, I, I think, I, I I think I I it like has... It some of the best Superman moments ever put on. Are you talking from a uh, visual standpoint? On a or visual just... standpoint, the fight that's in the middle of it is the best representation well, of a Superman battle ever.
2: That's, I mean, that's Zack Snyder's bread and butter. He makes fights he, look. He's for great about it.
1: Sure, but it's again not without his problems. But I yeah, don't like think the they're...
0: ham-fisted product placement.
1: Good Lord! Whatever that you see oh. that I see that so
2: much. No. In but does he have a no. Coke on it? A Coke emblem on his cape? There. Okay. Whenever, whenever put
0: this way, without whether- giving too much away, Paul, in the fight scene, Sears was one of the sponsors. Guess what building they go smashing through? And the signage is not subtly placed; yeah. it's right in your fucking face. Yeah, every building they smash IHOP. into
1: is a real building.
0: IHOP was another sponsor. Guess where they go from the Sears building? Mm. They smash into the IHOP, oh, where his, quote, situation. childhood <laughs> friend slash bully is a manager. And he's just like, oh, what's going on here? Uh, Smallville. It, it just, oh, my God. Uh, it smells like a moment. No, no, no. No, Smallville. No, no. Moment. no. Smallville no. no not in, the CW in show. It oh, happens yeah. in oh, Smallville. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. But, so, but, but, yeah. but here's the oh thing. oh my god, it Here, was, I, I, I literally wanted to pull a Mattingly and walk up and get out of the film. Here's why I point. don't
1: have a problem with that example. It is not like it is, you know, Superman is having, a, having something to eat and it is a bowl of tricks. It is, you're going to smash into a building, I have no problem being an actual established business, and if Sears wants to pay to be the building that gets destroyed, I have no issue with that, it's a real building.
0: And and did I did nothing with you about to that. that nothing
1: about that tells me shop at Sears. I, I would agree with you to an extent, except <laughs> yeah. for the
0: fact that when they smash through the building, there's this big fucking sign in yeah. the foreground of the shot that says Sears. Yeah. It's not like in the background falling off a wall or something, it's in the foreground of the shot. Yeah, Sears. Yes. Same thing with the IHOP. You got that big fucking sign right there. That's just it, it. didn't feel natural. It literally felt artificially placed. It it did. It didn't feel organic. It didn't. It's not something that just kind of occurred in the scene. And as you said, you know, if they're smashing through a real world building, I can understand that, and I can you know I can forgive that. But the way that they did this, the way the film scenes yeah, were the, composited, you, you, you could not miss that it was a Sears that they were hitting. It was clear that this was a sponsored
1: sure scene. But again, didn't bother me so much. Me too. Because it it did not feel like a sales pitch. It did to me. I know. But get here we go. The last one. Uh. News you don't give a shit about. King Kong, done, is coming to Netflix. Nope. Oh, in 2016. A show. Hold on to yourselves, gentlemen. Mm. Set in 2050. Oh God. Kong becomes a wanted fugitive after wreaking havoc at Alcatraz's islands, natural history, and marine preserve. <laughs> what most humans on the hunt for the formidable animal don't realize, though, is that Kong was framed by an evil genius who plans to terrorize the world with an army of enormous robotic dinosaurs. <laughs> what
4: the hell? What the hell? you to
1: stop the terrorists. As the only... The terrorists... As the only beast strong enough to save humanity from the mechanical dinos, Kong must rely on the help of three kids who know the truth about him. Oh, no. Now, uh, the original... Oh, no.
2: No, 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 no. No. You sound like that cat on YouTube. No, no. It almost sounds like a Godzilla plot. It is every Godzilla (laughs) plot after that. Oh, my God, no.
1: No! Now, mind you, this is a CGI animated series from Netflix and 41 oh. Entertainment targeted oh. at kids. Oh, okay. Introduced through oh, the... Oh, you've caught...
2: Co- okay. It'll be a tw- <laughs> now. No. It'll oh, be I a
1: feature-length know. film followed by 12 <laughs> half-hour episodes Could starting imagine in
2: 2016. If that was fucking... It's... E- oh, even then, it's <laughs> dumb. But, uh, okay. Oh, jeez, I'm crow.
0: That's <laughs> like... Uh, you remember that Godzilla cartoon, Godzilla and Godzuki? Yeah. Right? Sure. Like, That's on Netflix. Is it on there? I did not see it when I was going through the anime stuff. It
2: was for a while anyway. Might I'll be to, on Hulu now. I'll have to go. And God <laughs> Godzuki. So, so kids will love it. Big ape fights robotic dinosaurs. Rising from the sea, forty you know, feet tall. This theme's news and I don't give a shit about. Low. Watch out for his balls, it Godzilla. <laughs> like Godzilla. <laughs> his balls hang low, cause he's forty-five. <laughs> He'd sit on his balls. If he sat down, Godzilla, Godzilla, watch out for your cars. They're going to get hit by his balls as he goes jogging in the park. They swing furiously. Godzilla, Godzilla. I thought I was caught in a hurricane. It turned out it was just Godzilla swinging balls. <laughs> Godzilla, Godzilla. Godzilla. I was sure rain was coming, but it was just sweat off Godzilla's giant nuts. Godzilla, really gross. Godzilla, <laughs> lizard ball sweat is the stinkiest kind. I'll never get it out. I'm burning these clothes. Godzilla, Godzilla, Weekend Geek! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Matt, Matt is not amused. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, he, he knows the stench of lizard sweat balls.
1: <laughs> lizard <laughs> ball sweat. <laughs> uh normally, I try to shy away from rumory stuff. Right, because I yep. want to bring what? this. is there a new rumory movie?
2: The starring rumory, everyone's favorite teenage spy. But th- but the
0: next one's I so rumory. Bruce Willis's daughter. Roomer. Yep,
1: her daughter. His daughter. Rumory. I just want to discuss. The possibilities of this next story. All right, fair enough. Uh, yesterday a rumor broke that Marvel and Sony Pictures were discussing the possibility of bringing Spider-Man into uh, the Marvel Cinematic oh Universe. Oh my
2: god. It it oh my god. As a
1: joint venture.
2: Oh my god, please. <laughs> please <laughs> let this happen. Please stop this horribleness. Please let Andrew Garfield be Spider-Man in a good fucking movie oh please now badass digest oh he'd be in he could be in the new uh, the new avengers one i don't know if they
1: would not they probably already have that story figured out they probably wouldn't have it done by but then
2: but but you know what he but they probably like in cameo that's true it everybody goes to fight thanos and gets killed it's easy to do you stick spidey up on space for a f- few seconds let him die of oxygen deprivation that's it <laughs> it's not hard it's an easy cameo <laughs> so easy that's
1: how it went in the comics it's true yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: you're no challenge ha, ha, ha.
1: now badass digest received some additional intel regarding the state of spider-man at the studio uh, first up there has been talk that the studio is looking to reboot spider-man <laughs> with the sinister six being developed by drew goddard quote Sony is going to soft reboot Spider-Man with the Sinister Six, having a new actor playing a Spidey oh! who works with the villains, the Dirty Dozen style, <laughs> oh, to take down the largest threat.
2: Taking it out on Andrew Garfield like it's his fucking
1: fault? Again, rumors, dude. I no, have this that's album. how it happens. It is how it happens. That's how it happens. Yeah.
2: Heads roll. They got to blame somebody. It's not their fault. It was yeah, the actors. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Fuck these monsters. Oh, I don't have either of those Spider-Man movies.
1: The site then goes on to say... That is saying something. Spider-Man could be hanging up his Spidey suit for a few years. Quote, Sony is going to put Spider-Man on the shelf for four or five years. See if they can develop any of the side characters into their own franchises. So everyone forgets about Spider-Man. No dummies. And third, quoting, I've also heard that Venom is functionally dead again. (sighs) So...
2: That is an impossible character to do. They don't realize it, but it is. And if you go to Venom, your next logical step is Carnage, and that is an irredeemable monster, period. Venom is basically an irredeemable monster. Only in latter days did he change his ways. I mean, at this point, he is, I think, still grafted to the guy who was formerly Scorpion. I don't know. Hmm. That was the last person that got it. Okay, He bought the symbiote.
0: That was the last thing I heard. It makes me wonder. I mean, so
2: and then some shit went down. where He turned white. What happened when he turned white? What was I that? I
1: do not follow the Spider-Man storylines. Yeah, well, Venom turned all white from something. I can't remember what it was. Who he was grafted to, or something. He was the well, recipient of one of those flower in the hairdryer oh, jokes. Well, Disney, since Disney owns
0: Marvel now, and Disney, Disney, owns Disney has now. well, yeah, I know, but I'm. Disney has billions of dollars in the bank. Yes. And Sony is struggling. Sony Pictures is struggling. So up till this last Spider Man film, that was their feather in the cap. That was like one of the few things making them money. Sure. And I'm wondering even if. Even that was diminishing returns. Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if Disney made an offer that. Sony just couldn't pass on if that would bring Spider-Man back to the Marvel Cinematic Basically, Universe.
1: we can fix your franchise. Yeah. Let's work together on this. Yeah. That's...
0: No, I it... it, it I mean, I'm, I'm thinking a total buyout would probably be the only way that you're going to get s- Spider-Man into that other universe. And I know Sony doesn't want to give it up because right. it's the only thing that they own the rights to that's making them any money. But... Considering the amount of money they lost on these
1: last two films. Well, that's just it. They didn't lose money well, on yes, that. Sure. They made money, but they didn't make as much as they were yeah, expecting. Exactly, And that profit is going down as people could stop going to see them. Right. So,
0: And I guess pre-order sales on the, the Blu-ray have been far less than they were expecting as well. Sure. Well,
2: you've got a person hey. like me who just bought a Spider-Man goblet that's full of Halloween candy because it's an awesome Spider-Man trinket. I, I w- I'll buy almost anything with Spider-Man on it.
0: That's true. He He will.
2: And I don't have either of those fucking films because they're shit. Dumbasses! How you ruined Spider-Man? Well, how do you fucking ruin Spider-Man? Easy,
3: the villains. The, oh, uh, Electro. Well, Electro's mean, not freaking guess, purple, man. I guess
0: you watch Spider-Man three and go, "Well, there's our template." You, you want to know huh, how you ruin Spider-Man? Tics. Go to the Screen Junkies channel on YouTube and watch everything. Mac the Rhino? No, they have they have <laughs> a fucking little short stupid. film. It's everything wrong with Spider the Amazing Spider-Man two in eleven minutes. All right. Well, okay. Here, and they do point. that with it's every movie. A, no, I know, but this one. Is actually really, really well put together, and they show every single example of it know, is really good. bad. Bad script like writing, bad storytelling. Yep. It, it's 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 worth a watch I'll even if you out. are not um, a Spider-Man fan, and I'll or watch a that. so um,
1: think here's a, it with less personality
2: in Cliff Notes version. Here's a brief history of Venom, the symbiote. All right. So, of course, the symbiote. Uh, was bound to Spider-Man originally back in the Secret Wars. Yes. Right. Well, the first right. crossovers. Right. So he was, that was the first, that's where the symbiote came from. Then you had Eddie Brock.
0: Yeah. Reed Richard had to remove the symbiote from... Of the Fantastic him. Four, Reed Richard. From yeah. Spidey. From Spidey using some kind of a sonic... Mm-hmm. Uh, Disrupts Disruptor the or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So Eddie Brock, rival to Peter Parker... In real life, the symbiote had knowledge of Peter Parker and was able to sense this thing out and hooked up with Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, it says, over the years, the symbiote gained more intelligence and moved to additional human hosts. Uh, The name began to apply to the symbiote as well as its hosts. As Venom, Brock fights Spider-Man many times, winning on several occasions. Uh, He always trying to kill Peter Parker and Spider-Man and on and on and on. Let's see. Burr, burr, burr. Here we go. Yes. Mac Gargan. Mac Gargan. Yep. Formerly known as Scorpion. Okay. Uh, uh, he, uh, the symbiote approached Mac Gargan and offered him new abilities as the second Venom. Gargan bonded with the creature, which would later give him an extra edge as part of Norm- Norman Osborne's Sinister 12. Uh, and he was also a subgroup. Member of the Thunderbolts, which of course the bad guys. There you go. Flash Thompson became Venom for a brief time, which that's is the uh, high school that's rival. The high school rival of of him. The yep. jock. Yep. Uh, other hosts include Anne weighing, which was uh, back in Spider Amazing Spider-Man 375. She's Eddie Brock's ex-wife and a successful lawyer. Patricia Robertson also was
1: a host. Venom's a whore.
2: Angela Fortunato. (laughs) There you go. And then, of course, uh, Venom spawned Carnage like we talked about before. There you go.
3: And that character is a psychopath.
2: I guess Matt Gargan is still Venom right now. The other part of uh, Matt Gargan joining with the symbiote was... If I'm remembering correctly, and forgive me, my comic-addled brain has a lot of storylines jumbled in it. But I'm pretty sure that he was dying of cancer at this point. And the symbiote was able to restrain and kind of devour some of the cancer and keep it in check. So as long as the symbiote was able to live with him, uh, the host uh, would remain unsuccumb to the cancer. The devil's bargain. Basically, hmm. yes. Very Faustian style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to jump around with me all over you, but you won't have the cancer killing you. What a shitty deal. <laughs> I'm sure there's a comic <laughs>
0: sketch or something in there with the venom at the doctor's office. He's like, so how many partners have you been with exactly. in years? Your- <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> um, well Look, we, I, I just rubbed the outside of their skin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not true. I'm all up in their mouths, too. <laughs> Rule 34. I'm constantly fucking them. Let me just get right down to it. I'm constantly fucking whoever I'm with. Part of me is in them at all times. It's not like a part-time thing. You know that song by Stevie Wonder, Part-Time Lovers? That ain't how it goes down with Venom. <laughs> Full-time, 24-7, all-time lovers. You want to be out of, the, out
0: of the suit? The suit goes in you. That's how it works. And
1: then when I'm done with them, I just move on to the next one. In an interview with comicbook.com, X-Men Days of Future Past and upcoming X-Men Apocalypse writer and producer Simon Kinberg confirmed that Deadpool will indeed be part of a larger expanding shared cinematic universe with the other X-Men flicks. The original script for Deadpool is said to have been detached from the main X-Men flicks. There are even jokes aimed at the rather tepid entry in the X-franchise X-Men Origins Wolverine where Deadpool made his on-screen debut. Deadpool is set to hit theaters Great. February 12, 2016. Great. <laughs> I know, it's you guys still, know my it's
0: feelings still, on this I, I know. And, 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 and Deadpool it, it amazes me that you hate him so much, given that his sense of humor is so similar to your own sense perhaps, of humor. Perhaps that's it's, why. It's <laughs> that you just... Like, maybe one of those looking in the mirror kind of things. Too, you like, don't like what you see. I don't know. Yeah. But also... I mean, I know you have that problem with the fourth wall thing, but... Yeah. I mean... Well, know.
2: also, I... You know, I like it when uh, when it's funny, when stuff is funny. That's what I, <laughs> I enjoy. Comedy, not that shit that I see from Deadpool. It's not funny. Whoever writes Deadpool is not fucking funny. Anybody that just listened to
0: that statement, go back to several of the previous Geek Shock episodes and listen to my statements when you make jokes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Or you're near tears. I, I, like, I like jokes when they're funny. I feel oh. you. <laughs> I feel you.
1: <laughs> Bleeding cool reports they have got sources who say a live-action X-Men TV series is in, quote, deep development at Fox, the studio, not the network. And at least some networks are apparently interested in it. The report offers no more details than that.
2: As I Gotham mean, continues to choke along.
3: Speaking well, of Gotham, it wasn't, makes, wasn't Flash premiering tonight? I'm pretty sure. Flash maybe. is yes, premiering tonight. It's so recording know. right now. You gonna
1: watch that? Uh, you know what? It seems so ingrained with Arrow. I haven't watched enough Arrow to think I should be watching Flash.
0: I Yeah, I'm recording it because season two of Arrow is supposed to hit Netflix this week, right. if it hasn't already, so that I can get... I'm actually recording both Arrow and Flash so that I can, when I finish so season right. two, get into this this current season. So yeah,
1: Flash is coming.
0: Uh, Which also, Comic Book Men Season 3 finally hit Netflix, so okay. I'm getting caught up on that as well. And it is still awesome. I'm caught up
1: on Gotham. I've watched three episodes thus far. And? I am fascinated as to where this train wreck is going to go. It is a train wreck, though. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, and there are things they could do to fix it, but the <laughs> biggest wreck of all <laughs> is that it doesn't know what tone it wants to have. They're, it's uh, they're, not sticking
0: they're, with the dark kind of. No,
1: there's moments of abject goofiness, uh, betr- uh, explained through some of the characters. Uh, it's like they want to appeal for some kids to watch it, and, but then they also want to literally claw people's eyeballs out on screen. So it's, I don't think they know who it's for. I certainly don't.
0: It seems like it would make more sense to have it be kind of like that, you know, classic noir detective. Yes,
2: Yes, if
1: they studied some noir, it would certainly help. Yeah, I still think the core problem, it's a
2: coward's bet. You make a Batman show,
1: don't do this prequel shit where you think you can get away with a bunch of other crap. See, I don't mind that, and I don't... I think it can succeed without Batman. I think there is an interesting story still to be told in the Jim Gordon story on dealing with the corruption that is Gotham at large.
0: Yeah, and you, you... I mean... When Batman hits the scene, we know that Gotham has been slowly deteriorating for decades. But where it's going to break,
1: where it is is absolutely going to break, is in the fact that these villains that they've got started up, so many of them already, and big ones at that, that they're going to come in fruition way before
2: Batman. (laughs) Right. And this is my thing. So we're to believe that Jim Gordon... Suffers valiantly, at the heel of a corrupt system mm-hmm. for what? Twenty plus years. Twenty years? Not twenty, I guess. Fifteen, right? Uh, no. What? How old's de- the kid? I, well, depends the on, to, kid's It depends on the, what the
1: kids probably. Twelve. See, I'd say twelve. Right. Twelve it, or thirteen. D-
0: and so, depending on right. which which Batman series you even, follow. Right. Even eight, this eight years. Is late twenties.
2: Seven, eight years. Right. I, we'll, 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 give them, we'll give him eight years it's probably more like 10 though cuz he does mm-hmm. he has those long oh, it time it it to be right? it would yeah.
0: probably need to be at least 10 because right. he's in his 20 his early so let's 20s, set it at 10 at say so training. for
2: 10 years jim gordon puts up with this heinous terrible department
3: i see you're going with this yeah you know
2: just takes it left and right doesn't make a move to break it out to the media big time doesn't try and you know shake up the whole system doesn't just pack up and fucking leave <laughs> and then finally we're supposed to believe he's still hanging on when Batman shows up and that's that's when it starts like, uh, I don't know it's like the other the other stories I've seen of the Jim Gordon story he comes to town to kind of write things mm-hmm. right and he's sort of you know the new cop yeah and there's six months of real turmoil and things are really tough but Batman's around too yeah and he's going through the same shit He's just starting himself. Kind of the year one yeah. stories, Right. The year one kind of sensibility about it. Fantastic
0: series. Which Batman makes sense. Year one.
2: Which makes sense. Sure. And that movie was really well done too. That was a great Jim Gordon story. That, that already was done in, in animated form. And so I don't understand. It because his story doesn't take off until Batman gets there. Because it's the two of them. It's the guy who plays outside of the lines of justice, and the guy who's hell bent on playing inside the lines of justice. They both have the same ends in mind. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sure, I just don't fucking no, care I, about that shit at all. I mean, I get it, and just, that shows a joke. And
1: there, but there's that there's just moments that I really find myself enjoying myself. Uh, this last episode, some really goofy premises, but I'm like, you know what? Here's kind of a comic book example of this show, and. I appreciate it if they kept that aspect of the tone and f- went with that or make a damn decision already. Be, don't, you can't be goofy right. and you can't be gritty. Right. It, the two don't mesh. But I will say the guy that plays Penguin is so good. He is really, really fun cool. to watch. And I would love to see him continue that role on. So that right there I think is the worth worth the price of admission. But man, the side story arc they got going on with the group that's the the two the same ones that you had Paul the issue with when you watched it where those two cops came in, oh the internal affairs guys or whatever. It's those two that are breaking the show the most.
2: Well, it was clearly not of the show,
1: yeah. And it's just it's every. They are the worst example of common sense police procedural you've ever seen. They they basically take every tip given to them from a crook as gold. Yep, this is the same it's, it's thing. It's dumb. This is the
2: same thing that happened in the last season of Luther. You got the same thing. This, this the second to last and the last season of Luther that are out right now on 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 Netflix. It's the same shit going on. You got this by-the-book cop who's trying to bust Luther, who's basically fucking Batman. I'll tell you right now, he's fucking Batman. (laughs) Trying to bust Luther for doing his job, basically. And he plays outside the rule book hard. Right? He bends criminals in half. And uh, it just, you don't care. You don't, just have him be chasing a criminal. Don't have the other cops chasing him. That's, I don't know the internal politics of it all. He's like, give me, give me the whole.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Give it, me a
2: fucking archetype
1: villain. Give me a comic book bad guy. And that's where Penguin is. He kind of is that, right? Good. And they're they're doing that, but again, it's not it's, enough. It's, to It's save it. it's there's no tone to break.
0: Yeah, yeah. And let's I, face it. I mean, I know we all bitch about all these different series and stuff that are in development that are mm. on TV. or or that are going to premiere this year. But what it boils down to is comic book characters and the universes that they're involved in are more popular than they've ever been. And the studios are all trying to cash in on it while they can. And yes, most of the time they do it very poorly. But they also know that the fan base that they have for these characters are probably going to give it a... A shot, a fair shot, more so than any other group of fans. But I mean, could could you have imagined yourself at all watching Gotham at all, Paul, if you were not a a fan of the Batman series? No. Yeah. See, so you wouldn't have watched it, and and Todd, sure. you wouldn't have watched no. it at all, I, right? I, I, I don't. You'd care have probably police been, procedurals at yeah, all. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly my point. You'd have probably gone, ugh, another police procedural, and then, you know, brushed it away. Sure. But, but. We, uh, we tend to give things a a shot where, you know, your average viewer is not going to. And these studios are trying to capitalize on that. And, you know, I I can't fault them for it. I can fault them for giving us piss poor
1: product. Mm-hmm. But I can't Amen. fault them for trying. Amen. Sure. And I still think they can mine this into something good. Yes. It's no. not too late.
0: Yeah. No, it's got potential. Well, so I do mean, It we're only, doesn't mean they will. Yeah. We're only yeah. three episodes
1: shield? in. Yeah, so I I haven't given up on it yet, but I shake my head a lot. Right. Back in July at San Diego Comic-Con, many were expecting the actor who would be Doctor Strange to walk out on stage and join the rest of the Avengers. At the time, all signs pointed to Oscar nominee Joaquin Phoenix being the studio's top choice for the role. Phoenix didn't appear. And while Marvel was hoping to close the deal in the time for Hall H, they ended up taking their time to make sure Phoenix would be comfortable working inside the Marvel system. Now it looks like they never quite got there. Deadline's Mike Fleming reports the talks between Marvel and Phoenix for Doctor Strange are kaput, and that the studio is now restarting their search for an actor. The reason for the split is unknown, but Phoenix's deal was never final. Rumors are circulating this week that fellow Oscar nominee Ethan Hawke Is Marvel's choice to replace Phoenix?
3: I, uh, I don't see Doctor Strange when I look at Ethan Hawke.
1: I admit that I don't see that either.
3: And I
0: I like Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. I think he's fine. I just, I every time I look at him in any of the roles he's done in the past, I just don't see the Doctor Strange character. All right, we talked about it before. Uh Oh, here it is.
2: Go off the wall. Your most Never in a million years. Well, you
0: said Cumberbatch. You thought would be good. Cumberbatch right? would be great. But I want but now. I want now.
2: Richard Simmons. All right. Good. <laughs> Richard Simmons. Doctor Strange. I would watch. I don't think I would be the only one. A lot of fucking people would watch that. Who else we got? Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby is Doctor Strange. <laughs> Fuck yes, he is. Fuck yes.
1: Richard O'Brien.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Yes. Riff raff riff, Strange. Raff Riff raff.
0: Uh, Tom Wong. Keeping in theme with We've the canon foes find... thing from earlier. Chuck Norris is Doctor Strange.
1: <laughs> oh, God. That I would <laughs> hey, not watch. Hey, you said ridiculous. You're right. I, I
2: would, went there. I would not watch it, but that would be terrible. That would be ridiculous. He's already got the
1: goatee. We've got. Uh, How about Steve Busey from Fox News?
2: Sure. Yep. He'd be terrible <laughs> throwing an
1: Arnold. In oh, there. I thought you were going to say <laughs> I'm a go Steve Buscemi. I'll
0: tell you, Steve Buscemi is Doctor
2: Strange. Actually, yeah.
3: I would dig Steve Buscemi, Buscemi is Doctor Strange. Strange. That you wicked. know it. It would be could it'd be, be yeah. really cool. You
2: just give well, him a goatee and yeah. the
0: hair deal. He'd be great. No, I I, I stand corrected. I mean, yeah. he's good in Boardwalk. He'd be I a mean, great Doctor Strange. Could do a Doctor Strange. I have to he'd be a really, yeah, really yeah. good Doctor Strange. Actually, he'd be a
2: really good Doctor Strange.
0: Let's start our petition. Strange. Steve Buscemi is Doctor Strange.
2: Strange man. Oh, it'd be awesome. Oh, that would be great. Uh, I just watched Gone Girl. Uh, What'd you think? It's really good. Yeah, it's good. It's a nice uh, dumb person litmus test, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the movie, people are like, what? And it's like, just shut up. Just learn to think. <laughs> also, it's, it's also it's be in a relationship for a while and then come back to the film. Be in an adult <laughs> relationship and then watch the film. Did you see it?
3: No, but uh, I want it. to see it. It's great. It's Fincher, mean, of course. I Fincher's see
2: amazing. It. The soundtrack the is great, of it? course. My wife had read the book already, yeah. so she knew what was coming. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's they good. said, clip.
0: Affleck's really
2: good in this, too. Everybody's really good. It's a solid piece, man. It's a solid piece. Affleck can act.
3: Look no, at this movie. I, I, and then look at. Um, I agree. Uh, what was the one where he was in uh, Iran or whatever? He had to get the. Oh, Argo. Out. Yeah. Yes. Argo's
0: really good, too. And I mean, the guy was starring and directing in that one, and too. And people were so. like, oh, look
3: at Daredevil. Blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. But Daredevil's even a Daredevil, shit
0: script. Yeah. But even in Daredevil, he's good in it. So, I mean, you know, yeah, you've got a shit script, and, but you've uh, got a guy trying his best to try to make as much of the character as he can with the material he and, has. And uh, the
3: big black dude who played Kingpin was pretty good, too.
0: Oh. Uh,
3: uh, well, t- he's dead now, but.
0: Michael Clark
3: Duncan? Duncan. Yes, Jamil White? Yeah. Again. No. Great,
2: great actor. Just not what I
1: wanted for Kingpin, but that's all right. You know what? Yeah, we talked about this before. Maybe it just should have been bigger, even. That's really it. If they would have made him as the size of Kingpin, I, I think I would have been it. sold. Yeah, right. Like, but maybe just, like but just a really large style? dude no. does not cut it as Pink just Kingpin. Just like, no. like put fat a huge
2: suit. fat suit on him. Yeah, yeah. just make no. him ridiculously. He's, he's like what, like
3: six, eight or something? He,
2: yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's tall enough, no doubt. And, and Kingpin's yeah. not even that. Yeah, Kingpin's basically a monster. Tall. He's giant. He's giant. Yeah. yeah, he's a big freak. He's he's like he looks like the blob kind of with a nice suit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Whatever.
0: Is, isn't he like freakishly strong too? Yes. He's all muscle. It's yeah. not just Cause, blubber. Cause yeah. he, you he's kind of
2: like got sumo strength.
0: Cause I, I I seem to remember reading uh, a story where they somebody called him like fat boy or something and he just like rips a guy.
2: Yeah. He tears his shirt oh, off and yeah. goes, yeah, check it out. I got some fucking guns under here. Because
0: <laughs> they, yeah, so they always draw worried. him and he looks like he's just a big round... But when he takes his shirt off, But oh, he freaking tears mm. shit up.
1: Yeah, treasure trail running but, down there to the kingpin. It's wow. weird when you take the shirt off, though. He's all skin and bones. It's weird. Yeah, he's a super skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten in weeks. <laughs> I'm
2: so hungry. I'm wearing eight coats. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm a mess. Joan Rivers is kingpin.
4: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> this suit is too much. How much did we pay for this? It's outrageous! Take it back right now, Melissa. I don't even want it. <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, how much did you pay for this suit? I'm the fucking kingpin, for God's sake! Look, can we talk about a man? I don't know if you if you think you're the boss of New York, but I am. I'm the kingpin. I had to shave my head for this role. You Know how difficult that was? It was easy actually. I took a razor right to it. Boom, done. Melissa, where's my razor? By the by. Are you using it on your pits? Don't. That's my head razor, not a pit razor. Oh, God forbid it gets down to your cooter. I don't want to be
1: cleaning pubes off of my chrome dome. Showtime has given the green light to a nine-episode revival of Twin Peaks. Yes. The 1990s cult hit series from David Lynch and Mark Frost. Yes. The new series will not be a reboot, but a present-day no. continuation.
0: Yeah, they said it's season three. I was like so psyched.
1: It'll hit our TV is, screen sometime in 2016. What's his name in it? Lynch and Frost are poised to pen all nine episodes with Lynch sitting in the director's chair for all of them. And uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin already tweeted that uh, the suggestion that he is in it. Oh,
0: yeah. They, they haven't uh, like announced any official casting, but uh, I know that well. The intent is that to is get as many as clearly
2: from the success of True Detective.
0: Did you see True Detective? Yeah. I, can, oh, yeah. I can see that. That's exactly why they're having it oh, yeah.
2: come in. yeah.
0: But the thing that's, that I really liked about it is they're taking it to Showtime. Yeah. So it's going to be on Showtime. So
2: titties, 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 well. <laughs> dicks, dicks, dicks. Titties, titties, titties. It's gonna finally be true to the title. It's gonna finally be true to the title. Twin <laughs> Peaks, Pong Bong. Check out these ten twin peaks. My titties. My titties or my balls. Which are they?
0: Well they had nudity <laughs> in the uh, in the the movie, Walk with me. Yeah. Well now there's gonna be even when, more. When they went to one IG The whole and-
2: thing, it's all gonna every every episode's gonna start with Twin Peaks. Bong <laughs> bong, it's titties. <laughs> bong, it stands bong. for titties. Bong bong. <laughs> Bong, bong bong. Welcome to Twin Peaks. Population. These two big um titties. <laughs> tong, tong, tong. Bong, <laughs> pong, 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 Laura, palm these titties. Bong, <laughs> bong, bong. Laura, palm her titties all night. Bong, 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 bong. Slap these Twin Peaks around. Bong, bong, bong. Welcome to Twin Peakville. It could be my balls, though, too. Bong, bong, bong. I paint nipples on my balls.
3: What? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: season four. Okay.
1: That's Warner Brothers matters. has been trying to get a sequel slash reboot going for I Am Legend. Ever uh, since the 2007 movie made $586 million worldwide, but the studio has failed to come up with a satisfactory script. Enter Gary Graham, who was working as a sales clerk at the Apple store in Manhattan. I would have thought he'd be working at a cracker store. Huh? <laughs> huh? Graham. Anybody? Yeah. Huh? huh? Huh?
2: Huh? Cracker store? Yeah. Not
0: not the actor Gary huh? Graham, right? Huh? The from Cracker that. Store, huh? Okay.
2: I wonder I wonder if he has a if there's an opening at that cracker store. He could do really great business with a name like that. A cracker huh? store in Manhattan, where Anybody? he posted
1: his original screenplay called A Garden at the End of the World to the Blacklist. Is he is... a white
2: guy? Is he a Graham Cracker? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: A web a Blacklist is a website where aspiring screenwriters can post their scripts and possibly have them seen by producers, filmmakers, and studio execs. Someone at Warner Brothers liked Graham's screenplay, bought it last April, but the studio noticed there were enough similarities to the basic I Am Legend concept that when they brought Graham in to discuss rewriting his screenplay, they asked him if instead he'd be interested in adapting it into the I Am Legend mythology. Graham said yes and has been rewriting the script. Graham's original tale is said to be a sci-fi version of the John Wayne western, "The Searchers." Uh, the thing that grabbed me in the story the most is I didn't realize anybody was reading anything at the Blacklist. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> My understanding was the Blacklist was a place where you put it's the the hail mary of screenplay writing. Well, yeah. this
2: this shows you how busy Hollywood executives are. Yes, <laughs> what a breakneck pace their workday
0: consists of. <laughs>
2: Uh, let's see. I've looked at all the porn I care to this afternoon. Uh, nothing uh, on Reddit. Nothing no, on Reddit. Go, uh, let's see. Had, oh. had
0: my, na- my post-lunch nap. Uh, right, right, right.
2: Good. Feeling pretty good. Let's, let's, you know what? <laughs> I should read a script.
0: You know, by the way, I saw the alternate ending for I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. If they had used that ending, that film would have been so much better. Hmm. It's a lot longer of an ending. Okay. I mean, it's it's probably about two or three minutes longer. The
1: film's been been yeah. out forever. If you want to yeah. say what it is, there's yeah, there's spoilers no, no, here. It's,
0: it, it's
2: uh, we'll figure it out. It's the ending to a Will Smith movie. The ending is longer. Wiener. <laughs> In the,
0: in the movie, he blows himself in his laboratory. He blows himself? <laughs> I told is that, you. Is that the new ending? I told you, the new ending. It's longer. I so he's able to blow himself, himself. up.
4: <laughs> I, I and missed the, then down. missed the up in that yeah, question. he blows himself. <laughs> you first think yeah, it. it he like himself. He <laughs> blows
2: himself. <laughs> Uh, anyhow
0: in the, in the theatrical release you know blows up the lab and himself with it um, better and then you see the you know they go to the the uh, the, 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 the girl and, and the kid go to the you know the community with, the, with his blood and you know, it's supposed to have the immunity factor blah 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 well in the alternate ending which I guess was the first ending that they filmed
1: probably the ending from the original book yeah,
0: um, he starts to realize that even though the um, the infected are very basic in their you know very animalistic in their reactions, they do have some modicum of intelligence, just a you know a small bit left. So he ends up helping them you know recover his his mate, you know the one that he's got that he's experimenting on. And realizes that he shouldn't have been experimenting on it, and you know allows them to take that back and then they go on i mean i i'm I'm really sh- shortening this down, but
1: that's good he goes long... on with
0: the he's got the cure <laughs> so you know he has a way to vaccinate the remaining humans from this, but essentially it it's more of a leave them alone we'll continue on as humanity separate but you know. It's, uh,
1: respecting it's, property rights. I uh, know, but
0: <laughs> anyway, if you see it, it is out there. It, I think it's on the the DVD as well it's as probably on YouTube as well. It yeah, if you're, it might be, but yeah, it's a much better ending. I I recommend you check it out. Uh, I, I'm not doing it justice here. Okay, uh, clearly, I still
1: never seen that movie. I you am Legend. See? Yeah, it's
0: okay. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you saw it, it in the theater with
1: us. Mm-mm, no, no? I certainly didn't. <laughs> Uh, a cinematographer wrap up at Variety dropped a potential bombshell bit of information, noting that veteran cinematographer Jans Kaminsky, who did uh, Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan,'s next project is a big one. Here's the excerpt. Since then, Kaminsky has made more than a dozen films with Steven Spielberg, earning two Oscars along the way. His credits include Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and The Diving Bell and but- The Butterfly. His next project is the upcoming fifth Indiana Jones movie, unquote. There have been rumors off and on ever since Crystal Skull that a sequel is in the works, whether it be a straight-up continuation or a reboot with a younger actor in the title role. No one really knows. So that's the first hint of life we've seen in that possibility. Interesting. So that concept is alive. Certainly have a better writer for it this time. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if Harrison Ford <laughs> I, I I respect him and his body of work pre-mid nineties. But I don't know oh, the old man action hero. It is just doesn't work. Do you me. think we'll feel differently about that when we're in our 60s
2: and no, shit? No. I don't. I don't think so either. But I think we're rational people who aren't trying to desperately cling on to everything. Well, little do you think it's going to be. Although him. we are kind of. I don't know. I like the things of my youth. I'm not trying to hold on to yeah. my youth, though. I'm glad I'm not a kid anymore. Fart on that. It's terrible being in your 20s.
1: It's the worst. Yeah, with your 20s knowledge, yeah, it's terrible.
0: Ugh. Do you think it's going <laughs> to try to put him more into that action role in this sequel? Or are they going to try to make him kind of be the mentor role I, like his father was in I heard they're building a flying wheelchair
2: just for him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's going to come in <laughs> part-time. <laughs> part-time <laughs> flying around in his wheelchair. <laughs> part-time. <laughs> part-time. I want part to know where part-time part is coming <laughs> I from here. Don't know either, But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the reality is. Part-time. I'm Touching Harrison me in Ford. The Google spot. Hi, everyone. Harrison Ford here, <laughs> flying wheelchair enthusiast. Uh, Part time. Part time. Part time flying wheelchair enthusiast. I'd like to talk to you about Cinequac. <laughs> it's derived from a duck's analid, which is uh, what covers a duck's butthole.
3: <laughs> analid, in this, this case, is a me, fancy please? way of saying
2: anal lid. <laughs> <laughs> It won't let me say anal lid on the air. Oh, pardon me. My chair just took off accidentally. Part-time. Part-time. Shut off. Shut off. Chair, shut off. Chair, shut off. There we go. All right. Well, what I'd like to say is uh, this miracle drug enhances not only your hair, but also your elbow reflexes. Everybody knows nothing can be more important than a quick elbow. If If your elbow has slowed over the years, Get on this drug right now. It'll speed up that elbow lickety split. Whack. Oh, it'll also make you talk like a duck sometimes. Part time. <laughs> ah Ah! I'm here as a four and I'm growing a beak. Wah, wah,
0: anyway. So wah.
2: And I, I, didn't could, kill my I wife. could easily <laughs> see I didn't kill my wife. I didn't kill her. I was a one armed man. Part time. <laughs> oh my chair. Oh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to turn this thing right around. Give me my pills. My elbows are slowing. Oh, there's nothing worse than a slow elbow. That's Uh all the song I've got right now. (laughs) That's that part of it. Part time. Part time. What? Ah, 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 ah. Yes. Go ahead. I'm Harrison Ford. Uh,
0: Anyway, I could easily see Indiana Jones. Taking more of a, you know, <laughs> a role of as the mentor slash. I would appreciate that actually. Come into my chair because that would, that would bring a talk it full circle. And a fly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, sit on my lap. <laughs> Woo! Have him kind of be using his his wits, like Henry Senior did in sure. Last Crusade, to get them out of situations instead of just being the quote unquote action hero. Does it look and weird that
1: grew his beak? Would you accept mutts? As the up-and-coming Jones role, <sighs> not Shia LaBeouf. That's what I mean. Shia LaBeouf has. Not- I
0: think the. I think honestly, they would probably end up recasting that role. But I could see his son, you know, where they left the last film, kind of rolling into that. You know, he's now met his father. He's intrigued by this whole archaeology background that he has, and these crazy adventures that he's probably heard now from. You know, his parents as they, you know, now they're married and they're discussing all these wacky things that they did in their youth. And, you know, him being intrigued about that and wanting to have his own adventures because he's a young, you know, young man wanting to go out and experience the world. I could totally see that as a
1: potential script idea. Well, apparently we shall see. Yeah, I I guess so. I would like to be optimistic. And being the fact that it is not Lucas in charge. I allows a little more optimism. At least in this guy.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of like unnamed people from behind the scenes on Crystal Skull that said that Spielberg allowed Lucas to
1: compromise a
0: lot of his
1: vision of that film. You can smell it. It smells too much like the prequels of Star Wars. But
2: just every, th- every little idea George Lucas has, everybody goes, Yeah Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. says no to that motherfucker. Hence the flying wheelchair. Oh, Disney! Oh. Hey, remember, now. I made Star Part-time. Wars, right? Oh, Part-time. yeah. Okay. Yes. Hey, yes. Yes. Whoa, whoa, boy! Hi, everybody. I'm Professor Indiana Jones with my flying wheelchair. Pssh. I crashed into the building to come teach class. Craziness is happening.
1: This is the most South Park character you've ever created. Guys, hang on.
2: Hang on. Whoa, whoa, my chair. All right, I'm going to land this thing. Chair off. Chair off. Oh, okay. Please don't pay attention to the, the 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 bill that I am growing from the drugs I'm taking. I'm growing a ducked bill out of my, my face.
0: By All the right. way, if anybody out there has not seen the... Uh, the last episode I, the Of South Park The gluten episode Check it out It is hilarious
2: I love that show so much I'm watching
1: season 17 I just got on DVD and sh- Just gold yeah. just Every it, every single thing is gold It's one of those shows Like The Simpsons That continues to be great Over time
2: Right It's I mean It's much more cutting Than The Simpsons Well at this yeah point. I mean, Sure The Simpsons is still
0: good People's Simpsons dicks exploding people, I mean come on You'd never <laughs> see that On The Simpsons Not much Not much <laughs>
1: Sci-fi just snagged another property. So, gentlemen, let's do it. Red light, green light.
0: Oh, wow. We, we haven't go. done one of these in a while.
1: All right. This one's called Five Ghosts, The Haunting of Fabian Gray.
0: Red light. <laughs> <laughs> I got to
2: agree with you on that one already. Just you know from, what? Uh, I'm holding on because I like ghost It's stories. based
1: on a comic. A treasure hunting comic centering on a gang of famous literary ghosts written by Frank J. Barberi and Chris Mooneyham. Five Ghosts follows the exploits of Fabian Gray, a dashing 30s era adventurer, and his legendary group of sophisticated spirits who possess him Dracula, Sherlock Holmes, Musashi, Robin Hood, and Merlin. The comic book began life as a Kickstarter project that Hold was on, grabbed. What's
2: it, what are those names again?
1: Uh, Dracula, D, Sherlock Holmes, S, Musashi, M, Robin Hood, R, Merlin.
2: M. D, S, M, R, M. DESERM! <laughs> He's like Captain Marvel, but for a, for a halfway Halfway <laughs> brainer. DESERM! <laughs> by the powers of these great fictional characters. Played by I, the uh, Irma
1: Gerd girl. But
2: no, it's played by Bill Cosby. <laughs> by the power of these great fictional characters, I now do what I want. Okay, so let's say here's how it goes. I'm in the forest and I need to go somewhere and Deserm! Robin Hood, come and possess me so we can go through the woods. That's a pretty good Bill Cosby. Right? Well, we know. <laughs> the, the Robin Hood knows how to get through the woods. So we go with Robin. There we go. Then if we get to something, and then I'm through the woods, right? Okay, I'm through. Now I see there's a trail of breadcrumbs. Dissern! <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, come and figure out what's up with the breadcrumbs <laughs> on the ground. Is it just crumbs or is it a clue? I don't know what it's going to be, but Holmes know. And we look and we see, what is it okay? And then, uh, sure enough, leads to the building, a big old building out there. There's a big, big gates. And I, discern. <laughs> Okay, Merlin. Merlin, come out here so I can magic open these gates because I don't have a key, you see, and I don't want to climb
0: it. And His the, the, version is just, much better than the old Cosby <laughs> oh, here mysteries. Here we go. Here we
2: go. Here we go. Kazoo. Kazoo-kaboo. Kaboogie-boogie-bugaboo. <laughs> and there we go. And the gates open up, and I walk through the gates, and I go up to the house, and then I open up the door, and <laughs> Who else is left? Dracula. Dracula, okay. You sure, turn into Dracula because the house is dark and scary. and what Dracula, about Mortimer Marker? Dracula's not scared of nothing. Well, he's in my pocket. I'm going to send him ahead. <laughs> That's pretty oh, good coffee. It,
3: there's no like more
2: sounds from Mortimer Ichabod. I think something got him.
3: But it wasn't a Dracula because I'm here already. Hey,
2: blah, blah, blah. I'm the Dracula Ghost Man. Who's the last guy? That, uh, that would be... Uh, Musashi. Musashi. Alright, so we get and there's a monster there and of course and gonna we'll be well I can fight you with Dracula but I don't I don't feel it. I'm I'm gonna berserk. How's it go? berserk, Zerm Zem flame and there, are Musashi come ghost Musashi me. And I give him a pro Shiatsu Masashi. <laughs> I make the monster feel better than he has in years. I take the knots out of his monster back. He says, "Oh, thank you so much." I was like, "It's not a problem. I hope you feel better." And, and then he gives me the, the f- half of his fortune. <laughs> and that's only the first 10 minutes of the show, people. This is excitement <laughs> stuff. This is fucking exciting. Wait till we get on the boat or something.
1: Whoa man, who can imagine? <laughs> the pilot's the possibilities. The pilot's being developed and written by Evan Doddery, who did okay. Snow White and the Huntsman like and Divergent. Red light, green light, gentlemen.
0: I'm gonna stick with my original red light. Same. I know
3: he's going green. Deserve mm, <laughs> <be, laughs> No, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Red across the board for five ghosts, the haunting of Fabian Gray. Treasure Hunter.
2: Just stop with the dumb shit. Whatever. Fine. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> Put what, but do what, You know what? Do what you want. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. Keep making garbage. I,
1: I really want a studio executive to have this exact meltdown. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it's happening. Oh, do what you want. Fuck it. No, but
0: half, <laughs> half of those studio executives have never worked in the film biz before. They've got their... Sure. You know, they're MBA and or they've they've been some CEO at some corporation that has nothing to do with the entertainment biz. And they come in and they listen to pitches all day long and they have no idea what they're listening to.
2: i uh, tell you the secret for powdered chocolate was keeping a dry room. Is it uh, dry there on the set? Make it dry. You're going to get a better product. Back when I made powdered chocolate, dry was the secret. (laughs) I was the king of the powdered chocolate CEOs. I got a pitch for a movie. It's called uh, Dry, The Secret. You are onto something, my friend. (laughs) I give you $1,000 to make me a treatment.
1: (laughs) For that money, I can make you powdered chocolate. Well, how does it mix in milk? Like the Avengers. Oh, yeah. What? (laughs) Like the Avengers.
3: (laughs) Those are the magic
2: words. Avengers. Avengers. Avengers is the only thing we know.
0: Avengers. I can see see the pitch. Dry powdered chocolate Avengers. (gasps) Sold.
2: (laughs) I want Get over here right now, so I can suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're Disney XD. You just make extra <laughs> dollars, and you are gonna find out the true meaning of Disney XD. The extra D stands for the D is for dick. Extra dick. XD Disney in the afternoon. So full of dick, you can't believe it, but it's true. XD. More dick than you can handle. Get ready. Disney <laughs> Afternoon coming at you with XD. XD means dick. The D means dick. Don't forget it. XD. Disney XD. Dick, 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 dick. Here comes the XD. Ooh, boy. Close your eyes, because watch out. Zing. XD coming at your face. That could hit you. Whoa. Watch. Part time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. I thought, oh, you sh- I thought you said duck. Ah, chair off. Chair off. Whoa. Oh, psh. Oh, I crashed into the XD. <laughs> I found it though. I'm still, I still got it. Indiana Jones still finds shit. I found some XD over here. anybody need some XD? Shy, you need some XD, right? Sure you do. Sure you do, buddy. Part time. Mm, give it to me. Give me that XD. Disney Afternoon. It's so nice and dry on this set. Who's in charge here? I want to shake their hand in a dry manner. (laughs) Mm.
1: Disney Afternoons, (laughs) FX, and
2: XD, and
1: Ryan Murphy are expanding the American Horror Story franchise with another anthology series. This time, focused on some of the biggest true crime stories. The new series, American Crime Story is launching with one of the most famous cases of the past few decades, the murder trial of O.J. Simpson. FX has given the 10-episode straight-to-series order to American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. American Crime Story uh, Simpson is a look at the Simpson trial, told from the perspective of the lawyers that explores the chaotic behind-the-scenes dealings and maneuverings on both sides of the court, and how a combination of uh, prosecution confidence, defense wiliness, and LAPD's history with the city's black community gave a jury what it needed, reasonable doubt. Uh, Like American Horror Story, each season of it will tackle a different true crime story. Tackle. OJ.
2: Football. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Life is a Herald. Ha ha.
1: Adi Shankar, producer you of the, Shut Your Mouth. <laughs> producer of the I first, am not. first Dread film. Back. Well, has secretly been filming his own seven-part. Seven-part Dread miniseries focused on the Dark Judges arc. It's an unofficial Dread project that will be released for free online later this month. Shankar has a legit track record when it comes to unofficial spinoff projects. He produced the stellar Punisher Dirty Laundry short, starring Thomas Jane. That's good. As well as the trippy Venom Truth in journalism short, starring True Blood's Ryan uh, Quentin. Uh, no word on which cast members, if any, might return, but stars... Starring Car- Car- f- and We might also
2: have starring KBP <laughs> and Venom... <laughs> <laughs> Look out for a cameo by... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start Keep using... Keep your eyes wide, because uh, you, if you don't, if you blame, you'll miss... <laughs> 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 he's in there, he's in there. He's, and in a non-credited supporting role... <laughs> Smith.
1: No words on which cast members, if <laughs> any, might return, but stars Carl Urban and Olivia Thirlby have expressed a ton of love for the franchise. They've campaigned as hard as fans have for the continuation.
0: Oh, yeah. Last year at uh, at the Star Trek convention, uh, somebody asked him about that, and he had some really great things to say about not just working on that, but the fan response and you know the director and everything. It's a good movie. It's yes. very true to the yes,
2: character. Yes, yeah, exactly. Good very good movie. It it had the unfortunate timing of coming out right at the same time right. as uh, Raid, Redemption, because it was yeah. basically the same premise, Man. but it was on par. It was very yeah. close as good. And boy, well, what what Raid he two did reveal! Stinking
0: turd. Um, at, I hope at, they don't do anything like Raid Two at Comic Con, though. Or Comic Con, sorry, at the Star Trek convention, Carl Urban said did say that the studio was very impressed with the DVD and Blu-ray sale Yes, of the film. I know so that's much, how I saw it. So much so that they uh, were open to a sequel. So. See, this
2: is, I think, what they don't understand is idiots like me who collect comic books who have stacks and reams of polybagged, sealed stories mm-hmm. that we've kept for years. This is what we like. We, liked, we like stories that are sealed in little containers. And... You know, I might not go see your movie in the, in the theater and spend 25, 30 bucks, but I'll spend 20 to get it forever or 17 when it comes out brand new mm-hmm. and have it for good if I hear enough good buzz about it and it's a property right. I enjoy. Yeah. I think they, they underestimate sometimes the collector market. It's one thing to go see a movie, I want to own it. Sure. You know, it's, it's a little weird for me.
0: Well, it's what saved Family Guy. Right. Yeah, that, so. that, uh, that DVD box set just...
1: <clears throat> now, even though uh, Shadow of Mordor is a great game, there were some nasty shenanigans behind the uh, PR with the YouTubers on it. Uh, some YouTubers who wanted to review the PC version of Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor, I had to jump through some questionable hoops put in place by Warner Brothers Interactive's social media PR firm, Played Social, in order to get access, according to uh, gaming personality and writer Jim Sterling. The story first came to light through a series of tweets from YouTube star Total Biscuit. In his new video, Sterling details all the things that YouTubers allegedly had to accept in order to get a review copy of the game, which was part of an agreement. Play, uh, played social made them sign. Those who didn't sign the branding agreement and made their own review found their videos taken down by YouTube's content ID claim, according to Sterling. Uh, YouTubers had to agree to do the following in their review: <laughs> maximize awareness for the game during the week of Vengeance, pursue, persuade viewers to purchase the game, not show bugs or glitches that may exist. They must discuss the story, include discussion of the nemesis system, as in, this really should take up the bulk of the focus. This is a quote from the contract. This really should take up the bulk of the focus, such as how different the orcs are, how vivid their personalities are, etc. Quote, Videos will have strong verbal call to action, a clickable link in the description box for the viewer to go to the game's website to learn about the game, to learn how to register and play the game, unquote. The agreement added. Quote, Twitch stream videos will have five calls to action. Videos will be of sufficient length to feature gameplay and build excitement, unquote. The agreement also notes that videos will promote positive sentiment about the game, unquote. Reviewers were also told not to discuss the Tolkien books or movies during their review. But the worst thing is that, quote, the company has final approval on the YouTube video at least 48 hours before any video goes live. Unquote, wow. according to Sterling. Uh, Warner Brothers has not public, co- publicly commented on this story, and it's unclear if the agreement was drafted by a pay, uh, Played Social or Warner Brothers Interactive at this point.
0: Most likely it's the PR firm. More than likely. The PR firms want to make sure that they keep getting that repeat business. And also, it's a way for the studios to insulate themselves against such things by having them have total <clears> control <throat> over the the marketing and so forth so that if something does come down they can come in and say hey look this wasn't part of what we signed up with xyz firm to do because i know for a fact um uh, having you know been doing the show for for seven years now that uh warner brothers has multiple pr firms that work for them because mm-hmm. i get i get uh, press announcements from all the time so i mean you know and you know, they fire one, they'll hire another. I mean, there's multiple firms, especially out in L.A., that do
1: this for a living. So it's it's such a shame because the game is good and can yes. stand on its own merits. Yes. when And obviously, when released to YouTube, once the game was released, right. they're allowed to do their own thing. Overall, generally positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here you have this contract saying... You can only put this up if you follow these strict rules and you have to say good things about our game. And anybody that gives a honest review that doesn't prescribe to those rules gets shut down for copyright.
2: Well, this has been the case for probably the last four years, I'd say, that you can't buy a game blind anymore until a couple days after it's out. If you want anything resembling an objective review, yeah. you have to wait a few days until it has been released yeah. to the masses. You cannot just go and on word of mouth buy a game blindly unless it's like a storied franchise piece or one that you're going to definitely get. But even then, like you just can't know for sure. You are taking a gamble. You can't not, You cannot know for sure because the the games media are terribly slanted with any kind of uh, preview coverage. Previews never anymore dip into the negative. No you know, not as, not at as all. negative as a preview will get to be like, hopefully in the next couple of months, these, these bugs few, will be worked these out. few things will become even shinier. Right. Well it's even like, if, and
0: and you've got that whole conflict of interest thing that we've got going on now. Yeah. Even if you do have a, a fairly objective reviewer <clears throat> on your staff that is looking at a property the fact that these video game companies are advertising you know through that website that magazine etc you already have that conflict of yeah. interest so there can be no oftentimes you'll have an problems. editor that will go through and look at the the reviewers material and say maybe you need to take this paragraph out or you know this sentence out and so forth Making it more appealing for the company that is advertising with them. Because they don't want them to pull their ad dollars.
2: Excuse me, Steven. Uh, When you said this game is a stinky butt lick of a shit turd. Was that along the lines of our (laughs) pro-everything commitment? Remember how we have
1: pro-everything commitment? Get it right, David, <laughs> <laughs> fix it, fix it, make well, it that's, good. That's why Giant Bomb was started to begin with, because right. one of the guys that started it was let go because the review company he was working for yeah. wanted to appease Ubisoft for, and yep. he said something bad about well, it was Assassin's Creed at the time, mm-hmm. I believe it was. And now they're owned by CBS. And now they're on my
2: CBS. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I mean... Having having our show for as long as we have, I mean, we made the conscious decision not to do any negative reviews, so we on only do the ugly couch show. Yes, on the video, on the show. On the show, the video on show. The video show. Here we talk a lot of shit. Oh on, yes. Uh, well, this is this is us talking about news. This is not review per se, but except when I mean, it comes to Gotham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but you know, so we don't have a lot of these hurdles because of. The way that we we fashioned the Ugly Couch Show, mm-hmm. however, from a copyright standpoint, we've had one or two instances with our show where, you know, whether it's a bot or something has put up a flag on either our YouTube channel or whatever because we've done a review and we've used footage. Now we've always used it with permission, with permission, and based on the review um, laws. We are allowed to use that, and when those issues have come up, I've, you know, gone through the channels and 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 had it, you know, go away. So we haven't had anything pulled sure. as of yet, but slippery you know, slope. We gotta yeah, be careful. Yeah, it, it, the we fact, don't have to be careful. The, the fact, world has to be careful. The the just it disturbs me the fact that that company can pull somebody's review. Which they are legally allowed to do under the Free Press Act, <laughs> and uh, under and under a copyright claim, mm-hmm. which technically they're not allowed to pull it on a copyright claim because
1: it's a review. It right. is a but non-profit. You, but Google is running scared. Yeah. F- yes, exactly for all the implications of actual copyright infringement that are on yes. there.
0: No, I, don't get me wrong. I know there's copyright infringement out there. But as a journalist and doing your job, you know, at reviewing a product,
1: you are exempt from sure. the copyright claim. But all it takes is somebody, anybody, to make a claim on your video yeah, and for they... it to be taken down for an investigation. Right. And, for, and as I said, I've, And for I've... these YouTubers, even if it doesn't... Pass muster, and it, there is no basis in the claim. Right, that is lost time. Yes, exactly. that, And that is lost money. Right, for those that are making a living with the advertising on their YouTube channel. Yeah. And we've been fortunate; we have not
0: had any of our videos that have not passed muster. Sure. You know, when I've gone through and okay. and gone through the process, but I mean, we did. It, it is fairly simple. It basically yeah. it says somebody has made a claim against your your video. Yes. I go through the process. I I inform Google. You know, via the YouTube channels, mm. that this is a review. Um, all um, sources or all all specific sightings for publisher
1: and title of the product are included in the video. How long would you say from the moment it gets uh, the com- the complaint to its resolution?
0: Usually within three to five business days. So three to five I've, business I've days. I've noticed that. Now, in the thought, sure. Go ahead.
1: Three to five business days. Of a YouTuber whose views depend on immediacy of review. Sure.
0: Now, I will say, in our case, the videos were not pulled while I was going through the process. They were allowed to remain online. Okay. So, I can't speak to the having
1: the material down. Well, the difference is is that we don't monetize our stuff. That is true. If you are monetized, it comes down immediately. Okay. So, that's the difference. So if you are a guy reviewing games, you're relying on traffic and being one of the first people to then show yes, your, is, your opinion of review, then all of a sudden you're putting an injunction where people can't watch that video for three to five days, right. they'll go elsewhere, and that's what the PR firm knows.
0: Yes, and that is a horrible twisting of the laws,
1: and it in fact should be, and I believe it is, letter of the law illegal. Yeah. So what's your letter of the law? Write to us, comments at uglycouchshow.com. Calm. We like your letters. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Flip floppy Matt. And we'll talk to you next week. Part time. <laughs> they would have. My chair,
2: Good. my chair, my flying chair. Uh, you know, Indiana Jones in a flying wheelchair would be kind of fun.
1: <laughs> kind of so its own uh, shitty, shitty bang bang?
2: <laughs> yep. Oh, my shitty, shitty bang, bang, two-wheeled bang, bang, with two in the front, tiny little wheels near my legs, they get caught on my shoelace, oh, and what was the other song we were doing? Oh, Godzilla. Let's go back to Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> and fade out. <laughs> Forty feet tall, oh, swinging from the sky, those are his balls, hide your eyes, Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> my car alarm sounding in the night what set it off take a fucking guess his balls Godzilla's balls they hit my car he walked right by it big and slimy greenish gray hanging and curly get out of the way Godzilla's balls Godzilla's balls Godzilla's balls. How, how is the lizard's and balls, hairy? <laughs> How's the lizard's balls, Harry? Yes, he got a toupee pay for him.
0: Okay. He put okay. he,
2: he painted nipples on each ball, <laughs> and then he covered them in bits of scraggly hair, it's like
0: like a Merkin kind of. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: yes, because Godzilla is a real Merkin. <laughs>